Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you enjoy the Girl Dad Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe the relationship between a daughter and her father is one of the most important relationships a young lady can have. And therefore, my mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by sharing the voices of girl dads to the world. So check out our podcast on every platform where podcasts can be listened to. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel. Again, that's the Girl Dad Discussions Podcast with your host, Ernest James. Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Tees. With our inspirational tees, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Tees. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Tees at dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, Make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share. Don't keep it to yourself, but share it with someone else that we are uh, up and running the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. You guys can follow us at uh, on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page, on our Instagram page, wherever you're at, make sure you check us out. And also, um, we are excited about our new podcast that we have just started called the Girl Dad Discussions Podcast where we have girl dads on and daughters and talk about the love of uh, girl dads and their daughters and also share um, the love and tips 
and just a adventure, just the adventures of raising girls, right? And so we're excited about that, the Girl Dad Discussions podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, and you will see the playlist for, for the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Also, you will see the playlist for the Girl Dad Discussions podcast, so you don't miss any of those episodes either. All right. So today, just like any other day, we are blessed with the jet with the guest, Mr. J. How are you doing today? Doing well, brother. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. Thank you for uh taking out the time to be with us today. Um, you couldn't be doing anything else, but you're here with us today, and I definitely appreciate it. Um, man, I, I today just been a long day for me. Uh for y'all who watching the podcast, you can tell it's a different, it's a different background. This is actually the background for the Girl Dad Discussions podcast. Um, I just been all over the place today, <laughs> so y'all gotta bear with me. But we here, right? We here. So, uh, Jay, uh, do me a favor, introduce yourself uh, to my listeners and let them know who you are and what it is that you do. Um, and Jay Halim Washington. Um, serial entrepreneur, uh, author, four-time author now, speaker, business coach. All right. All right. So Jay, one, one of the things that I know, uh, about you getting started, um, when we got started from when we first met is that you are a girl dad and you've mm-hmm. already been one of my guests on the new girl dad discussions podcast, but the Girl Dad Discussions podcast actually started as a uh, spinoff actually from this podcast because when I have a girl dad on, I have to ask him two questions. What is something, what does it mean for you to be a girl dad? And then what is something that your daughter has taught you? Yeah. So I got to ask you now. <laughs> you asking me again? Oh, I know you yeah, asked me. Yeah, this is this the new, This that's the other podcast. This this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one more time, you asked me what, 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 how does it feel to be a girl, Dad? Yeah, and what is something that your daughter has taught you? I mean, I think it's phenomenal, you know, especially in my opinion. My thing, um, you know, my walk was I wanted a girl and I wanted a girl first because I, um, I never seen you know too many girls, unless, unless their dads were not good dads, but turn, turn their dads away, you know, um, they take care of their dads, and so I wanted that. And then I wanted the son afterwards so that she can be there to give that extra female protection to her brother. And God saw fit to give me both exactly the way I wanted them. So I appreciate that. Um, that's how I feel amazing about that. Again, I learned strength from my daughter because she, you know, she's more resilient than I ever could have been. You know, uh, she's been through a lot and um, I've watched her watch me i watched her be my partner in crime you know and i really mean that because and i said i'm a four-time author she's a two-time author you know and so we've gotten to that together we've done tag team you know book signings and you know and things of that nature so and now she's starting to you know favor me more than her mother so she just acts like me now she you know so uh, but she's just super strong man so her strength is everything all right, all right, man. I think I think that's amazing. We we're gonna talk a, a little bit about about your books a, a little bit later, but uh, one of the things I, I want to go back a little bit, you know, before you were the author, before you were the speaker, before you were the man who you are today, 
there was a, a journey to get to where you are today. So tell us a little bit about who who was who you were before you became this uh, person that we know today. Oh man, you know I'm born and raised in Newark, New Jersey. Um, you know in the crack era, and I was a part of it like everybody else. Um, in that time, one way or the other, you know, uh, my family was strung out on drugs. A lot of the adults in my family, um, you know, it wasn't the rap music wasn't telling us to use drugs back in those days. They told us to sell them, so I, I went and did that too. And um, but I was always a good kid, you know. But I I I got my money a different way. And I stumbled my way through school, you know, um, landed in college. I was getting in trouble in school, in high school. Then I fin- I finally became a felon when I got to college. And um, I ended up finishing college, ironically, but I just couldn't get a job because my um, my background. So I went into full-time entrepreneurship. So it's been a struggle with that for a while. And then um, once I found my way, you know, I became a photographer um some years ago about 2011 2012 and um that was the first time I felt free because at first I didn't want to do it but um once I decided to do it I didn't realize how important it was for me to have a skill set you know I ain't never have a problem with hustling but I never had a skill and so once I got that skill um it, it set me free I was able to move into rooms that I never thought I would be in so you know I've worked all over the country, all over the world, certain parts of the world with that camera. And I've been able to do major events and work in, I've done the Super Bowl. I've worked with the NFL, NBA, WNBA, Nike. I mean, so, you know, the list goes on, Save the Children Foundation. Um, And so through that being, and one of the major people I work with was the United States government. And so doing work with the United States government and building my company for me to being a photographer to becoming a, um, creating a full-fledged media company, um, I started helping out as a consultant with the local government because we found that um, they weren't meeting their quotas, their supply and diversity quotas. And for, for people who don't know what that is, um, you know, you will get called suppliers. If you're somebody who they're hiring to do work for the government, you are a supplier. But the diversity, most, a lot of these um Agencies will have a diversity quota saying 10%, 5%, 15%, 20% of these contracts should go to women or minority-owned businesses. Well, that wasn't happening at the uh, fast enough rate where I was at the time. And it was a good brother who saw that I was able to navigate the space. So I started helping in that space to get more minority business owners in to help them get help both sides, help minority business owners and the local government. And we were extremely successful with that. And that was my next career was born <laughs> as a consultant, you know, um, and which I created. I won't start with my mantra. And I kind of skipped around a little bit. But in the middle of me being a photographer, because I didn't make a lot of money at first, I was working an $8 an hour job, in which I left after a year or so. And that's where the title of my first book come from. I won't start from $8 to six figures. Because once I left the job, about I left the job in 14 as a photographer by 17, I was a six figure earner. And, um, you know, so again, I was moving along with that. So I created, I won't stop LLC where we started doing some consulting and helping out. I had some events that I was doing, helping out, um, both the city, the County started growing to all the way to federal government in my area and the minority business owners in our area as well, to the tune of about 600 businesses 
um, we were able to help them get certified and actually do business with the government through I Won't Starve LLC. Um, I became an author and a speaker <laughs> talking about these things. And, um, you know, first book, I got addicted after that. And now I got, I'm got i on four and I'm going to write until the day I leave this earth because that's my new thing. But um, it's just been an amazing ride of learning and growing and uh, personal development and, and, and changing and, um, you know, never giving up and teaching other people not to give up and not to go through the same pitfalls that I've went through in entrepreneurship. That's been my whole thing. I, 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 I'm a business coach full time. I'm certified and all the letters and all that other stuff that go with that. And I do that full time all across the country. And, um, you know, so that's what I do. I'm always helping individuals in that space on a day to day basis. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So everybody that follows the podcast know that I'm a person that loves acronyms. And I know STAR is an acronym um, that you have. So what is the what does the acronym stand for? And then how did you come up with it? Um, the acronym STARVE, at first it wasn't an acronym. So I won't starve literally is my mantra. And it's because... When I, you know, I've been a felon since I was in college. You know, I told you how old I am now, so you know how long ago that was. I've been a felon for a long time. I'm now I've recently been pardoned um, in 2021. So 18 years to the to that time. Here's this 2023. So if you it'll be 20 years from the time I became a felon in June. So two years ago I was pardoned in June, June 4th. So um you know, Starve was when I decided to leave my job because I had went through a lot of crap, you know, and I had a lot of people who were supposed to be in my corner or any other person who had an opinion. Why is he leaving his job? He's stupid. He's this. He's that. So that was my way of saying to them, instead of me saying middle finger to them, I just said, I won't starve. I'm going to prove it to y'all. I won't starve. I never knew it would be motivation to to other people, but it was definitely motivation to me. And as I kept growing and going, I won't starve. Got bigger and bigger and bigger. The shirts came, and everything else started coming. And it's now it's me. Some people know I won't starve and don't even know me. They be like, "Oh, you, oh, you, I won't starve." Like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm past the point of motivation now because now I'm motivating other people. I'm inspiring other people. I'm work doing that work. I believe in what I won't starve is. I embody it. So starve, the word starve had to elevate. And when I was time, when it was time for me to switch, I had a podcast called In the Studio with Jay Haleem for years. It really wasn't a podcast, it was a YouTube show before podcast became, you know, real popular. So when I wanted to do a podcast, I wanted to shift. And um, I was looking for every name in the book, you know, to try to be authentic. And um, my assistant is the one who came up with the acronym she said, won't you use Starve or um, do the I Won't Starve podcast? I don't want to do I Won't Starve podcast. I Won't Starve is a whole bunch of other stuff. I want to do that. But just use Starve. I got an acronym for it. I said, what's that? And she just spit it out. And I said, I'm sold. And the acronym is Stand Tall and Reclaim Victory Every Day. And that's me. That's me. And it just it is a testimony to her being around me and understanding what I embody. And what I was, what I want to embody when I'm interviewing and talking to other individuals, because our stories are not being told properly. 
We we're, we're we're lying to our counterparts, telling people, "Hey, go out and be an entrepreneur, and you know you don't got to worry about a job. You'll be all right. You'll have a bunch of money." And that's not true. That's not what it matters. <laughs> not you know at all. What I'm <laughs> you know, you're, you're you're halfway telling the truth about your your rise to the top, or you know, you just completely fronting or whatever. Me stand tall, reclaim victory every day is letting people know that every day when you get out of that bed, you're gonna have to have a fight. You're going to be fighting with yourself. You're going to be fighting with the evils of the world. You're going to be fighting with your spouse. You're going to fight with your kids. It's always a reason for you to turn your behind around and go back and get in that bed and put your head under the cover. But to decide that you want to go ahead and do that and take on that fight every day is, is standing tall and reclaiming victory every day. Like, you have to do it because you can sit there and lose. You can sit in the corner every day, and it might not feel like you're losing, but you're losing every day. That you're not out here doing something. That you're not out here producing. You're not out here performing at a high level. And so understanding that is a fight, being uh, completely upfront with that, being forward with that, but knowing that we can get the victory every single day if we stand tall and just reclaim what's ours because it is ours. It's yeah. ours, you know. So that's what that's about. Yeah, yeah. And I and one of the things you you mentioned about uh, being a speaker, you know, and even you said. For yourself now, you're past motivating, you know, for yourself, but now you're motivating others. And one of the things I, I know that you said before is that, you know, motivation is a, a inside job. You got that you know right. What I mean? And so, you know, tell tell us a little bit about that that concept. I mean, it's just it's it's not so much a concept; it's real. I had to realize, like, you have to have some type of fire burning in you, and then somebody like me can be the light of fluid to ignite that flame and take it to another level. But if you don't have no, do you imagine pouring, you know, trying to light something that's wet? You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're, you're not there. So that you have to have something in you. And then for, for me to catch on to, for me to latch on to when my words can, can penetrate. Some people just stone. You can't penetrate that. They, until they make their mind up that this is what they want, you know, um, when people in church, they say all hearts and minds clear. They say that for a reason, you know what I'm saying? Because they really want, because if your heart and mind is not clear or is not in a position to receive what's, what's being put forth, it's not going to penetrate. It does not matter. You know what I'm saying? So we, 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 that's why you say put plant things on fertile ground because that fertile ground is going to actually receive that water properly. It's going to be getting everything it's supposed to get. And so it can do, it can start germinating, doing what it's supposed to do underneath that cross pollination that photosynthesis, that stuff has to happen underneath, but you gotta take it in. Yeah, yeah, and and I think a, a person, you know, you can't you can't move on motivation alone. You know, nah, what I'm saying? you, you got to have determination along with the motivation because you got to be determined to do something different. Like you said, you had to get to the point where you want. You know the success you want the the entrepreneurship whatever it is that you want you have to make that you know decision first so that when the motivation comes then it just adds on like you said to that fire to that burning desire that you already have in order to to bring that thing to pass well the word that people don't like to hear is discipline that's a word people hate you know because we you're not always going to be motivated right like like you're not always motivated by your kids Sometimes they piss you off. But your discipline is saying, I still got to take care of this little nappy head somebody. 
and I still got to produce for them and do what I need to do for them is why you do it. Because it don't mean that they every day that they they just performing your wife, your 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 husband, your friend, your mama. Everybody piss you off. They give you they give you motivation not to do what you're supposed to do for them. But your discipline is the thing that makes you show up. How many times you go to your job and you right. and you pissed off at your job? That's discipline. They ain't motivated because you ain't motivated to go in there. Right. You been getting that same check for ten years. You ain't motivated. Ain't nothing else happened. <laughs> Ain't nothing else happened to motivate. See, motivation is always built on new things, new successes. Okay, I got this win. I got this win. Okay, I'm motivated. I keep getting wins. Are you going to show up after you lose? Are you going to show up after you lose five times in a row? Are you still going to show up? Yeah. That's discipline. That's not motivation. Right. So that's yeah, yeah I, I, and I, I think I agree with what you said with the discipline because even in this in this space especially with the, with the podcast one of the things that we talk about all the time is consistency like you got to show up when it's time for you to show up like every if you putting out episodes every week you got to have an episode every week you know yep. what i mean you can't take days off and be like oh i'm gonna skip this week and i i catch you next week you know but even with that it's discipline to to be able to record consistently you know what I'm saying? Because like I, I did 10 hours a day. I worked 10 hour shifts. You know what I'm saying? But I'm here, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's the that's the discipline. And even when it don't turn out right, like I said, I got the wrong background up, I had on the wrong clothes, you know what I'm saying? I was representing the other podcast, but I showed up, you know what I'm saying? And so and it's that consistent people do this for a long time without getting paid for. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you that's that, that's discipline. It's not motivation. Now you you do it. This might give you five hundred dollars. You like, oh, I, I'm gonna show up tomorrow, right? But man, to be doing it in the dark, you know, just sitting there and you recording for an hour, not knowing if anybody gonna listen. You record for another hour, another hour, and you did a year. Now, if you doing it every week, you done did fifty two shows. Yep. And you ain't get a check. You done did another year. You didn't get a check, and then that third year pop. That was discipline. That wasn't yep. motivation. You know what I mean? So motivation is like being in church, man, when they they preaching their heart out and you pumped up until you go back outside. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I, I know another thing that you talk about and even li uh, listening to your story, like you were saying that you are uh, a felon, you know, for so long and that gave you a lot of obstacles that you had to overcome. But one of the things you talk about is overcoming life's obstacles. You know what I mean? And being able to, to, to keep it moving. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about even that concept to be able to, you know, like you said, have the discipline to keep to keep going despite the fact, you know, you had this this thing in your background that I'm sure caused some obstacles, you know, with different jobs that you couldn't get because yeah. you had it and, and things like that. You know, one thing about us adults in this world is one thing we don't want to do is we don't want to make decisions. We want the world to make decisions for us. You know, okay, I'm a felon. So whatever, this is the wave I'm on and wherever that wave take me, that's where I'm going to go. And because it's true that if you just choose to ride the felon wave, it will take you to a place and it might not be a place where you want to be. And so you, because there's some truth to that, but two things can be true. You could choose to get off that that wave. Mm -hmm. You could choose to, to to take a whole nother direction, 
And it's all lies within that decision. And the fact that we don't want to make a decision because decisions do two things. It gets rid of some things and it welcomes new things, other things. And we want to have everything. You know, we want to go this way and that way at the same damn time. And you can't. You can only go one way. And so I chose a long time ago to not. It's going to affect me. But I'm damn sure not going to not make my money, not provide, not be who I need to be. And so it took a while for me to scratch and claw. I did not have support. I had absolutely no support from the outside world. I, you know, I had a wife that was there, but she didn't know. She don't come from a community where she had felons around her on a regular basis. She's from the suburbs. I'm from North New Jersey. I'm in the heat of everything. I'm I, felons was an easy thing. A lot of people was felons. You know what I'm saying? Around me, that was just a part of my rite of passage. That was an expectation. That I was a felon, you know what I'm saying? I, and that's just it is what it is. So I made a decision that all right, let's try this way. That's why I said when I became a photographer, it was just so amazing. And I'm grateful to God for that because nobody never background checked me when I became a photographer, man. Like I ran down some of the places that I've worked, like this is regularly, like I've been in the military places regularly, DOT. SBA, you know, airports, federal government, whatever, I'm there. You know, multiple situations. Only one time I got background checked, and that was for the Save the Children Foundation. And the only thing they would, they reason why they did that, because they want to make sure you're not no pedophile, you no sex right. offender, like that for kids. Right. But, um, and I was still up, up front with the dude when he reached out to me to do that job. I said, hey, this is what it is. He said, man, we just make sure you ain't did anything with no kids. And then he said, I said, all right, cool. Cause I'm, I was got to the point where don't be, don't even bother look at my record. If you go in, you know, <laughs> if you're going to do go that route, don't even, they don't need, we can stop right here. But that was the only time. And I worked with them on multiple projects on both sides. Cause they have Sage of Children Network that we know. Then they have the Sage of Children Action Network, which is like the political arm. And so I've worked on both sides for a while and never had any issues out of these people when I was a contractor. And then as I grew my company and kept growing my company, even my people. But every time I tried to apply for a job, it wasn't happening. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Unless I got some backdoor job, but again, paying $8 an hour. Right. So it was just tough. Yeah. So two things I want to hit on uh, uh, that you said. One of the things that you said is that people don't like to make decisions. And one of the things that I teach, uh, even when I'm when I'm doing my um, mentorship with young boys or or whoever that I'm mentoring, and then it's just something that I share, you know, overall is, you know, when it comes to making decisions, you got decisions and then you got choices, and choices are definite, and this uh, no decisions are definite, choices are conditional, right? And so when you make a decision, your decisions don't change, so. For example, I would say, you know, if I'm a married man and my decision is to be faithful to my wife, it don't matter where I go. It don't matter who I'm with. You know, my decision does not change. It don't matter what the circumstances may be. That decision that I made don't change. But my choices will change depending on the circumstances. And so if I'm out and I'm approached, you know, by a young lady or, 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 you know, someone who wants to be entertained and I look at it, I have a choice to make in that moment. 
So my choice says, do I entertain this young lady or not? Well, I put my choices up against my decision. My decision is that I will be faithful to my wife. And so therefore my choice had to align with my decision because my decision don't change even though my choices do. So now because my choice aligns with that decision, then that decision is, no, I can't entertain the young lady because it doesn't align up with my decision, right? And so that's one of the things that I kind of teach with decisions is making a, a definite decision, which doesn't change. And then your choices have to align with your decision. And as long as they align with your decision, you will stay on the right track. So that's one of the things that I teach with choices and decisions. And then another thing I, I heard someone say the other day, you know, you mentioned about people not wanting to make uh, make decisions. And I, I heard this the other day, it was a, it's a leadership hack. And what they said, when it's, it's easy to be the leader, because all you got to do is make a decision. Because most people just want to follow, right? They don't want to make no decisions. They just want to go with whatever the crowd say. So if you want to be a leader real quick, you know, especially like talking to youngins, you want to be a leader and start your leadership real quick, just make a decision and lead the pack. Because most people are just going to follow anyway. You know what I mean? So if you come to the job and they say, well, what are we going to do? You just say, okay, we're going to do this or we're going that way. And most people going to say, okay, you know what I mean? And they just going to follow you off GP because most people don't like making decisions. They just going to follow with whatever decision that's already comes out or they're going to follow the leader, which is the person that's going to take charge and say, this is where we're going and this is how we're going to do it. And then they, they just going to fall in line. So, but um, one of the things I wanted to, I want to talk about before we got here, I know you were an, you're an author, you mentioned your four books. So let's talk about the books real quick, each one of them, you know, and give you a chance, uh, give us a chance to see what you, what you got. Oh man. So my first baby, I won't starve from 8,000 six figures. Again, it's about me. It's about, you know, cause I, again, I said, I said, I've, I've, I've had some success early on when I got out of college being an entrepreneur. But um, me and my wife and I, we got caught up in the Obama time when we had that, that last recession, that last big recession. And so um, she lost her job on Capitol Hill. You know, I sold my company, you know, we had to move, relocate, a whole bunch of stuff went on with that. Like I'm sure a whole bunch of people had those type of issues at that time. And so I'm back to square one with being a felon and I'm back in the state where I became a felon so it's right back to, okay, starting all over again. And so, um, again, just talking about the journey from, you know, getting rid of the camera, selling my camera <laughs> um, to my pastor, to him giving it back to me two weeks later, didn't ask for the money. And I asked him, you know, why would he do that? He said, God told him, you know, that, to give it back to me. And I took that seriously and I never put it down again until the pandemic. So, um, I, I, you know, I went crazy with, it. I took it serious. I made a decision, <laughs> you know, that this was going to be, you know, what I was going to do. Um, and then, you know, just my journey of, um, how I won't starve came about, you know, the mantra, the movement, you know, me going down to, to Orlando to a TD Jakes function and him just, you know, talking, that's when his book instinct came out and he was talking about how, you know, um, somebody in this, in this, audience knows that they're not in the place where they're supposed to be and um i cried like a big baby man and everybody that was with me said he's talking about you he's talking about you and you know it wasn't a, a couple months later that i left my job got my own um studio 
and I never looked back, you know, um, and just the personal development, as I said, I, I, I was a hustler. So that was the thing, but becoming a photographer, becoming a trainer, um, full-time, um, certified tra corporate trainer. I, I train trainers, I'm you know, certified coach, course, full-time author. I, you know, having these skill sets, understanding about building the platform looks like, um, that's what's in that book, what that looks like, um, to build a platform and to be solid. Um, my second book, You Won't Starve, Key Principles to Entrepreneur Development. This is a training manual because I was going around when I wrote the first book, training, and, you know, when the pandemic shut down, I couldn't go nowhere like that. So I put it out. I put the stuff I was training about in the book, and that book took off. You know, we sold like 5,000 copies in the summer <laughs> of 2020. And, um, you know, I got a chance to do a lot of speaking engagements and trainings and things of that nature. So, um, so that was cool. But it was the premise of the book was to teach um baby boomers um millennials and gen zers about the, the safe transition from being um employed to going to your own being an entrepreneur full-time and so yeah that that was just one of my most successful um books and more motivation um consistent encouragement through a crisis this was literally because of the pandemic you know i made videos every day like I do now, I didn't think that I can sustain it. So I put what out with my stuff in the book because <laughs> I was already, you know, bit by the bug at that time. But no, it was just understanding like, all right, y'all, we got to stop bitching and moaning about COVID. You know, like it was a crisis, but it wasn't the first crisis. It's not going to be the last. So how do we find a way to stay consistently encouraged no matter what the crisis is? And so I put about 12 different, you know, circumstances in there that that, that we are all going to encounter and um, how you stay consistently encouraged through that. And then my last and final one, uh, my last one, not final, but my last one yeah. so far, um, you know, Business Corner, what's really needed to survive the entrepreneurial fight. It's my best work. I'll, I'll put that hands down. My biggest compliment, if you ever read the book, Good to Great, uh, it's a f book that sold five million copies. I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> good brother of mine called me and he's read my book he said you must have read that book from good to great i said actually i didn't bro and he said man i'm i'm even more in awe of you i said why you say that he said because i just knew you had to read that book because of what you wrote in your book and i immediately bought the book you know i sent for it and i got it on amazon that day but for me to be compared because now it's a book that i've read now compared to that I know I'm on the right path because you know that's a book so far million copies, but it's basically focusing on entrepreneurship from soup to nuts. We start off with the vision, all the way till you say you just if you decide to sell your business and who and what you need in your corner to actually be super successful in business because this is not a one man sport. If you're an entrepreneur, a real entrepreneur, you're not in this by yourself, and if you don't have the right people in your corner, you will be one of those statistics that in your business in uh, less than a year and all the stuff all the crazy bad statistics that they have it's usually because people don't have nobody in their corner yeah yeah that man that sound that sound good i, I think i'm gonna have to hook up <laughs> link up and give get some of those books myself so man uh first of all jay thank you so much for being on man and sharing your expertise i want you to have the last word uh, i want you to leave us with a word of inspiration or something like that whatever that's on your heart 
And then also uh, let the listeners know where they can follow you as far as your, your social media handles and definitely where they can get um, the books and stuff. So while you think about that, uh, I'll give you a second to think about that. To my listeners, uh, make sure that you guys are following us. Uh, check out our website, the deal to heal, uh, the deal heal fulfilled.org, which is our, our main website, which is where you can find more information about myself uh, as a speaker, as the um, find information about uh, deal to heal teas, also the, the ebooks, just everything that has to do with us with the workshops and everything that we have going on. That's deal heal fulfilled.org. Also, check out the ebooks by ejames.com, which is where you can find that, um, the ebook set. Um, we have several ebooks that's available right now. So make sure you guys go check that out. Again, that's ebooks by ejames.com. Also, one of the things that I'm very um, um, excited about that I've been able to be a part of is the forgiveness mission. I would like to be a part of an organization called the forgivenessmission.com, where we have free virtual workshops on forgiveness every uh, quarter of the year. And so we've recently just had one. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, either one just passed or one is coming up, but we talk about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, and so forth and so on. Uh, you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, it's forgivenessmission.com. Uh, free virtual workshops is online. So if you you know, you can be anywhere or as long as you got your phone, you can take part of it. And it doesn't cost you anything because it's free. So you can get it that way. Uh, last but not least, you guys, I want to let you know, I didn't think, I don't think I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but you can win $100 from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest. And first thing you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. Then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. The contest is ongoing and is random, so once you're in, you can always win. You don't ever have to go back and reapply or anything like that. So, again, you must subscribe to our YouTube page, to our Facebook page, and to our podcast on Spotify. Then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866 866- Three two six zero seven three zero to qualify to win a hundred dollars. So, again, uh, Jay, thank you so very much uh, for being on, for taking out the time to to be here, also for being uh, a guest on the Girl Dad Discussions podcast. To all my listeners, make sure you go out, go, and also check out the Girl Dad Discussions podcast where we talk about uh, Jay and his daughter, who also is an author. So, you guys want to make sure you go check out. Uh, that interview on the Girl Dad Discussions podcast. So once again, Jay, thank you for being on. Uh, Thank you for taking out your time to be here with me. So I'll let you have the last word. So the floor is yours. Oh, man. You know, thank you again for giving me um, the platform, brother. I appreciate you for sure. Um, All I would tell people is that the platform you leap from is more important than the platform you land on. The platform you leap from is more important than the platform you land on. What does that mean? It's about building a foundation. A lot of times we always have our eyes set on where we're going, where we're going, where we're going. But if you start building that foundation, because what happens is a lot of times we don't get to where we're trying to go because we're not prepared to be there. 
And that comes from building a foundation. That comes from making sure that you have all the tools in your bag and you know how to use them. You're prepared, you're sharp, you're ready for whatever the world throws at you. Because in this life, you we all been to school. And I think that's one of the worst things we do. It's good to learn, but school is so structured. And the rest of the life isn't. <laughs> so we spent our, you know, eight, you know, uh, 13 years straight in school from five, four sometimes, from five to 18 in this structured environment saying, hey, if I do this, do this, do this, I'll get A's at this time, at this, and the rest of the life isn't. And so you're not really preparing with the right foundation for whatever life is going to throw at you because you can get all the A's in the world and go out there and there's still no jobs for you. You can do all this stuff and stuff and we get confused, but we are not prepared. That's why. So build your foundation. Understand that that platform that you're standing on, the higher you build that platform, the more when you go to wherever you are in life, you're prepared. I don't live where I was when I did all a lot of this stuff. I'm, I've been living in Vegas for a little bit a year now. I've accomplished a lot of these things, becoming top 20 under 40, all this other stuff in my state. All did all of that someplace else. But to be able to just pick up and come to another place and still perform at the same level is because of the platform that was built. It wasn't because somebody gave me an opportunity here. Did this? I got a platform. I actually can do what I say I can do, and that translates to no matter where I I am, I'm still going to be able to put on and perform at a high level. And that's all because the plat understanding that the platform I left from is way more important than the platform I land on. All right, all right. So tell us where we can follow you at, and also where we can get the books. I am Jay Halim on all my social medias. That's all it is. I am Jay Halim. Just put Jay Halim in, in your Google. Um, you'll see me. Jayhalim.com is my website. Um, I won't starve.com is my other website. I won't starve academy.org is my nonprofit. If you are a African American or minority who are looking to learn entrepreneurship for free, that's the place you want to go. Um, we have multiple vendors and partners who um, support what we do, and we help our people be able to get that leg up for free, learning um, entrepreneurship. We have classes. We have the Self-Employment Summit. Everybody's not built to be an entrepreneur, but you might just want to work for yourself. We have those type of situations, and we also have an event called the Perfect Partnership where we teach. We put you in the room with the government entities that we talked about before earlier so that you can understand what that partnership looks like between your business and this the local or federal or state government and how you can actually change your company and your life by making those amazing partnerships and alliances. So those are things that we do, but go to either one of those websites and, and all of them are interchanged. If you go to jaylane.com, you will see the I Won't Starve link to go over there. If you go to I Won't Starve, you will see a link for the academy. So we are all intertwined right there. But if you put anything I Won't Starve in your Google, you're going to see me come up. Or you're going to see my books or anything like that. You put Jay Halim in the Google, you'll find me too. So, All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. So to my listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, where our mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems to heal from the pain and to fulfill your purpose. Until next time, you guys, be blessed. Hey, guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive 
text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.